Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. Here we go. It's how we seize it. Episode 79 with me, Noah, and my main man, Steve. How's it Say going, hi, everyone? Steve. Hi. <laughs> uh, we're here today to talk about uh, the movie Quiet Place, or A Quiet Place, uh, 2018 release. Um, and we're doing this in prep because uh, next week, or actually in a couple days, uh, Quiet Place 2 finally releases in the theater. And we're gonna we're gonna do that one too, but uh, we wanted to, we wanted to preface it that one by doing this one first because this was originally something we tra- planned to do last year. No, this is I think it's good timing to kind of lead into the next movie because uh, you know we can talk about the movie, but we can also talk about what we're hoping for the next movie. True, um, true. Um, and uh, we were hoping to have Alicia here for this. She'll be here for the Quiet Place Two movie. She's done a lot of our horror movie podcasts with us. Um, right. <laughs> and, uh, and our friend Chris as well will be there at the theater. So, uh, so uh, it'll I, be I'm good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, no, I, I'm, I'm super excited about this because <laughs> I remember we, we started talking about this right after we did Invisible Man. And uh, we <laughs> it was literally, it was like, hey, Quiet Place is supposed to be coming out in like two weeks or three weeks and i was like okay so i went home and got all ready i watched i watched the rigid uh quiet place and was all excited for it and then COVID hit and shut us down yeah and that was the first casualty movie uh of uh yep of, of things there's you know when we start talking a little bit more about it there's some interesting tie-ins to marvel too and especially um, oh black widow i don't know which 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 was another casualty oh. of 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 this so True. We, we we can talk about that that tie in with Quiet Place. Um, is is that the Emily Blunt was originally supposed to play? Yeah, uh, she Black was Widow. Re- <laughs> yeah, John Favreau originally wanted her cast, but she couldn't get out of uh, her scheduling conflict with Gulliver's Travels. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that uh, that movie, which kind of tanked at the box office, kept her from right. from Marvel. But she's also she was also um, offered Agent Carter. Um, oh, okay. And but she turned that down. I wasn't a scheduling conflict. I don't know what the reason was for that. But, uh, I, but you know. But then speaking of uh, of that, you know, John Krasinski, who uh, directed and um, starred in this, he was. And he also had writing credits. Right. Right. He yeah. He didn't write the original script, but he did uh, rewrites. Um, but he was he was originally considered for Captain America. Um, but uh, Chris, Evans, <laughs> Chris Evans went out. But right now, there's a lot, a big movement. I think he's been already offered, but uh, the the part of uh, Reed Richards for Fantastic Four, um, along I with can that, see that. I can see that. Along with Emily Blunt as as his wife, and you know, uh, Sue like, Richards. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So we'll see if that that comes out. I think a lot of fans are really in support of of them being cast in in that. If the Fantastic Four movie comes, you know, another one. <laughs> um, can... You write another one and another one. Yeah, no, um, I can see that. I, I mean, they both kind of have the the look for it. Um, it. It's one of those things with Marvel that they do such a good job with really matching the um, the character look from comics and stuff like that. That I think that these both could fit into that. Um, 
they're very close. And it's hard to think that, you know, had they got those other jobs, like, I just don't know if he could have done Captain America, you know, I seeing everything we had before. Yeah. No, I mean, we've got Chris Evans that, you know, just is, is Captain America in everyone's mind. I mean, these days, right. Considering and, and even, uh, even Scarlett Johansson, it'd be hard to consider Emily Blunt in that role. Um, right. But we're in that world. We're not in a world where, where uh, John Krasinski or, or Emily Blunt landed those roles. And so we just, yeah. we just don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and it could be completely opposite. It could be that they did it and that's exactly who we saw in them. But yeah, so no, it'd be cool. I, I can see them as, as that fantastic four family. And I know reading some stuff about this, John, um, uh, um, wanted to work with her again, um, not necessarily as a director, but as an actor, um, and work with who? <laughs> Emily Blunt, his oh, wife. Right. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, and so, which, and, and so, I mean, that would be perfect. And he, he even stated that he would love to work with her again as a, as a married couple, you know, as actors. And I thought, you know, like, well, now you say that, that's even. Well, maybe, hmm. he's, maybe he's teasing the fact that. Pushing. Might, <laughs> I, I mean, it was just today that I saw the article drop that said that they asked him again, but um, they haven't given word on whether or not. He and Emily Blunt, they ask them both to, to be in the fa- be Fantastic Four. Um, be Fantastic. We're asking fantastic. you once again to be fantastic. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Fantastic. Um, but uh, their mom on whether or not he he and she went. Well, it's only Mr. Fantastic and then it's an invisible woman. She's not okay, Mrs. Okay. Fantastic. Gotcha. Gotcha. Excuse me. <laughs> well, I mean, we want to be correct and don't, uh, we don't want to offend anybody. All right. Uh, before we get too deep into uh, anything else, let's let's talk about what we're drinking for this. Um, I know you sent me over your picture already, so I'll let you go with yours, and then I'll, and then I'll uh, I'll in give you give you what I got. So gotcha. Well, I was fortunate enough to have all these ingredients in my uh, cupboard, which you know that's you know when you when suddenly you that's can't, important <laughs> when you can't go to the store and retrieve things uh, because there's there's creatures that are gonna kill you it's nice <laughs> to have a, a, you know a few ingredients to get make a few cocktails before you run out um this is right. called uh this was the name that just kind of tied me tied me to the quiet place but it's called a tiptoe um and it's a cocktail made with um three parts slow gin which uh mm-hmm. which i get from spirit works i love their slow gin and uh if I, well, we've talked about that in the past. Um, it's got <laughs> one part dry vermouth and one part lemon juice, which I just grabbed a couple of lemons from the tree outside. So, uh, and uh, and you you stir it in some ice and pour it over, pour it in a, I put it in a, in like a Manhattan glass, uh, nice because it, it looks cool with a little uh, little lemon uh, zest, little lemon uh, what's it called the. The pith, or no, not the pith. The the skin. The peel. The peel. The peel. <laughs> yeah, absent the pith. No pith. Right. Just just peel. No no pith. Yeah. So it's a <laughs> Get tip the pith out of here. I, you know, I meant to in the picture put a little bloody nail uh, underneath the. the oh, just, <laughs> bad. Bad. I, I, should, I, I meant to do that. Damn it. I uh, maybe that's, I sent you another one. <laughs> oh no no that's yeah. bad. <laughs> well just admit yeah okay anyway yeah. Well I like I like the idea of the tip to tiptoe I tip two tiptoe because you know you you're trying to be quiet and right. that's how typically I don't know why it is when you're trying to sneak up and walk quietly you go up on your tiptoes because it's really a harder walk to do um, I but love, that's I, and i love the introduction of Bo in that opening scene where he's tiptoeing 
like in like a fast paced scurry because that's probably the best they can get him to do. You know, they got a tiptoe. Okay, and then he's just like <laughs> racing through. Hey, he's a quality tiptoes. actor. There's another. There's another Marvel tie-in right there. He actually played one of the young Barton children uh, from Endgame. Did he? Yeah, he's he's one of Hawkeye's kids. He's well, one of there the. There you go. <laughs> The, the the youngest the youngest yep, one the youngest that's, uh, that's only in that first uh, first yeah. scene yeah well I think he had to go do his Marvel stuff so he he only had a limited time so <laughs> they only had him for a couple of days and then regulations he had to go. on the, the, that age that age group they're only allowed a certain number of hours per day yeah yeah so he he there's another Marvel tie-in that's kind of funny. so they just wrote it into the script <laughs> nice um, so what slow gen, the slow gen what is what what makes it slow gen and what makes it a fast gen I, or well, okay, so it's not S L O W, it's S L O E. It's based on a slow berry, which is Okay. It's a it's a UK berry. In fact, Spiritworks uh the 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 owner, the one that you know that brought the he's uh he's from the UK, I believe. Uh but he He's, he smuggled them over in his pocket. Well, he has to get the slowberries from from the UK. Uh, they don't grow. Oh, okay. There. Although he said this is the first year where they're actually going to release a batch with slowberries that he's been growing in his in his garden for like ten oh. years, trying to get them to trying to get them to actually be usable. <laughs> so so we'll see. I'm, I'm so I, some I, immigrant I, berries. Yeah, um, and it's a liqueur that's based off the slowberry and a gin. Uh, okay. And uh, I was just curious. I. I I know so little about gin because I have not really enjoyed it in the past, but like I usually have drank, you know, cheap crap gin. <laughs> so it's, it's maybe like that's a, why. It's kind of like a pomegranate uh, flavor. Um, or gotcha. at least maybe this one's got a little lemon to it uh, that, that kicks it into the pomegranate territory for me. But uh, uh, really a delicious drink. And you can make like a really refreshing slow gin fizz or something just with a little, uh, um, a little uh, sugar, uh, Simple sugar and and uh, some carbonated um, club soda or something, uh, really refreshing. Nice when you're when you're right. at a concert event like the Gorge. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's that, we're, that's where we're all going. So, um, okay, cool. So uh, mine, I did a uh, a drink, and the the name of it is a um, Silent Third. Nice. And uh, so I, you know, I went with that that quiet theme, and 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 then uh, so I was looking at different things, and this one came across, and I, it had ingredients that I was like, oh, I have that, I can do that, uh-huh. oh, I can definitely do that, and so um, in in the the recipe I found it actually called for a twelve year old Scotch whiskey, and I was like, well, I don't have a twelve year old. <laughs> but I got an 18 year old, <laughs> nice. so I uh, uh, we, I've had this whiskey for a while, and and this was a bottle that you gave me that I haven't been able to open till very recently because I said I wouldn't open it until you were over, and we shared that uh, I think just a week ago. Yeah. Yep. And so I was uh, I, I was able to use that. So um, that's that. Uh, it's a Glen Morangi. The Scotch, yeah. Yeah, Scotch, and then it also has. Um, uh, triple sec and but what what the recipe called for was um and i think i think i'm gonna get this wrong uh quantro quantro um, triple sec that works you know, yeah like an orange well, the, quantro is it it specifically called for well, a 40 percent alcohol okay 
And so in, in a couple of the other recipes I saw were calling out that. And I was like, okay, well, I don't have that, but I can get that. <laughs> so I stopped by, you know, the local uh, bottle barn and, and picked up a bottle of that. Oh, the Cointreau? So, uh-huh. Oh, nice. I mean, that's not that's not cheap. That's, yeah, that's I like, know. I, that's like well, uh, Grand Marnier I, and Cointreau. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna, I was going to throw that... I was gonna throw it in with that 18 year old. I, I don't want to just, you know, give us some random crap. Nice. So I, I picked that up, and then um, a little bit of lemon juice. So uh, percentage wise, it's uh, one and a half ounces of the the scotch, one ounce of the uh, uh, Cointreau, and uh, three quarters ounce uh, fresh lemon. And so I put those together and uh, did it up really nice. And it's really actually tasty. And I, I was gonna make one for my wife and, and a couple others, but I didn't wanna just throw it all in. So then I made one and I used a not 12 year old scotch, not even an 18 year old scotch, it's it's the normal Dwyer's uh, scotch, regular triple sec and some lemon juice. And I wanted to see if there was a difference in the two. Like, it, does that, does the pinky out uh, alcohols <laughs> actually have a better flavor? So, How did uh, but you yeah, use- I went with it. How did you mix it? Uh, it's shake it's shaken with ice and then okay. and then and then dropped and then so nice little glass and there you go. So yeah, it's not too bad. I um it's a little stronger than I normally would drink, um, just because I'm kind of a wimp with shots and, and harder <laughs> alcohols. Uh it it's a little of a, a lot stronger you know flavor. So if I was gonna make something like this again, I'd probably add a little simple syrup maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, to kind of, uh, or maybe even like a like a tad, a uh, little bit of pineapple juice might make it, might you know just cut that cut that flavor a little bit. But other than that, it's really tasty. And that's the so, yeah. that one you're drinking. That's the that's yeah. The this high is this end. is the high end. This is the high end. That's why the pinky <laughs> out. <you> gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's really tasty. I, I I'm actually enjoying it. I haven't really had dinner yet, so I have to watch uh, <laughs> how much I have too much too quick. Um, but yeah, no, so I, I wanted to do that. Uh, that's why I wouldn't got the contro because I wanted to make sure if I'm going to put this with this that 18 year old scotch, I want to I want to make sure it's all good. That's great. Don't be that's great. don't be mixing my trash with some you know high end stuff. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Well, th- yeah, those are both pretty good drinks. Both of us kind of a little bit on that silent tip because that's what this movie is all about. Yes. And uh, did you did you get to see this in the theater when it was out originally? I did. Alicia and I went and saw it in Sebastopol. I think I think it might have seen it with Chris too. So, uh, but uh, yeah, we were in a theater, and I remember, um, I remember being really. We had some people sitting, I think, behind us, and one of them was eating popcorn, and it was really, <laughs> um, they you know they were you could tell that they weren't just being obnoxious it was just the fact that everything else was so quiet everything was so quiet that no matter what you it's almost like you felt inclined not to not i mean i could just see you coming in with a you, you got to do this. we gotta bring some beer cans in and like like when the movie starts go you know just, just. I, I actually I, i've already got some beer picked out for us i found i found one that i i'm like oh this works um so yeah um a lot of uh, I listened to a couple podcasts about it, and a lot of the people that said they got to see this in the theater, they said that it had such a dynamic um, play because of the sound or lack of sound that it really changed the way they watched it. And and yeah, they talked about a lot about people weren't eating or if they were, like it was very distracting. Like 
and it, it, there was even discussions on like, man, what would you bring? What could you eat? You know, and, and a lot of people were like, you know, you didn't want to drink your soda because you didn't want to clink the, you know, shake the ice. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of bummed I, I missed this in the theater, but I, I watched it at home. Watched it twice now. Um, and I don't think it, it it hurt it so bad because I have a decent enough TV. I have a decent, decent enough sound that it still resonated that there was no sound. And when the yeah. sound came on, it was very, you know, prominent and stuff. So you, you still got that feel, but I could see in a theater. Especially, yeah, you're surrounded by strangers, you know, <laughs> so it kind of gives you that, that, that uncomfortable feeling and, and it really helps with the movie, but, but no, you do have a good sound system. And this, this movie, as much as silence is a part of it, sound is so big a part of it, you know? And, yeah. And well, it, it's the, it's the lack of sound and the sound in, in uh, more so, uh, I remember one of the parts in, in, we watched this together just a couple days ago. Uh, it was when they first got to the river when they were going to go fishing and get the fish. And it went from so much, I mean, this was, that was like two thirds into the movie, practically halfway. There was so much n lack of sound up until that point and so quiet for so much that all of a sudden the, the, the brook, you know, the, the sound of the water was almost deafening. It was yeah. like, it just, it jumps out at you. And you're like, Oh, that's so cool. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. And that's, to me, where I really noticed the sound more than anything is when that hit. And then I started play, paying attention to some of the other stuff. And one of the things I thought was really cool, and, and this is one of the the touches that um, John um, uh, Karitz... Krasansky. <laughs> Stupid drink, Krasansky. I don't know why I'm blowing that up. Um <laughs> that he put in this and he talked about his is anytime they had uh reagan who was his daughter who was the the girl that was um deaf anytime they showed it from kind of her perspective they cut the sound out completely so you got it from her perspective with the sound and i thought it was really cool and in a cool way they they did that yeah they cut the sound out but they didn't they didn't make it completely silent instead they almost really amplified her kind of that you know you kind of get that that muted internal heartbeat feel um, oh yeah so, yeah i see what so, you're saying so it almost turned it up a little bit but one thing he did uh in the production and this is something that uh typically when you shoot a movie you'll you'll record sound but you'll go back and post and you'll you'll recreate you'll have foley artists recreate a lot of the of the uh, of the noises and you'll you'll re re uh uh, re-record all your lines and stuff but they did a lot of they, they recorded almost all the audio live which means they did sync sound um, mm -hmm. quiet set and then and then go so that they could really pick up all the little noises because I think they realized that it's impossible to live silently so uh, you know as long as they're under that threshold that they've considered safe all those little noises are well, so such such nice touches yeah and that was that was a line that he talked about with his son was like, we just have to stay under the natural noises. That's why they were able to scream under the, the yeah. waterfall and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So, which I, you know, uh, one of the things I remember and someone was talking about was like, there's, I think it's a scene when they're walking towards, towards the bridge or away from the bridge or something. And you have the birds chirping and making, you know, just nature noises and wind blowing and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's def that noise is there. Like if you've ever walked in a forest 
you, you almost realize that it's not silent, but it's, it seems silent from, from a city, but it's really not. And, and it, you get a chance to actually hear all that. And that's kind of what we were hearing too. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it's true. When you, when you're in a silent situation, it seems that noises get louder. The, you know, the, the underground noises just amplify themselves mm -hmm. and you're much more in touch and it, and it becomes, comes this, this very, you know, it almost makes thing makes the silence louder when when you're in environments like that because you just hear so much. It's busy, busy noise. Yeah. What's going on? Well, I mean, even even in everyday stuff that we deal with now, like uh, when power goes out, have you ever noticed that how much quieter things are when the power's out than even if you just turn a bunch of stuff off? Because there's a lot of white noise from uh, electronics that we it you don't pick it up necessarily sure. like as a like as a noise but that white noise matter of fact i mean they have white noise generators because some people get so used to it that they can't deal without it uh, um, my mother-in-law comes to sleep over at the house and we have to take down our clock in the kitchen because it's because of the ticking it's, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> that's interesting yeah. it, it well i mean sound you know it has it has a way of uh, getting in and and doing different things. Whether you know some people can't cope with it, some people can't cope without it. You know, it's it's. Um, I have uh, heard and, and talked to some people that are um, like veterans that have come back and have PTSD from from actually being in in battles and stuff like that. And uh, dead silence is really bad. Like can't sleep with it. You know, so they they literally have to have like TVs on or. At, at a bare minimum fans and stuff do you think it's like that noise distraction helps kind of mute their their mind kind of yes if it's, it's part that silent, then then their their thoughts yeah. take off and and go it's part and that and it's also i guess you know it's one of those things is it takes them back to times where you know and and the guy that i'm thinking of specifically was in the vietnam war and and uh he would talk he would talk to me about it and tell me about it and say that you know uh they would be in jungles you know, at night and stuff in the quiet and the silence. And then that's, and then when it goes dead quiet is usually right before shit goes bad. Almost like, almost like nature goes, Oh yeah, time to get out of here. You know? And so he says that dead silence just has a bad triggering effect for him. So yeah, I mean, sound is, sound is a, an amazing thing that we take, take advantage of, I guess, you know, mm -hmm. essentially, which brings us back to this. Uh, this was such a cool, cool movie. Um, out of all the podcasts I listened to today, there was only really one or two people that like didn't think this was like, like top ten type fabulous movie, like you know five out of five, you know high fours and stuff like that. Um, you know there was just a few people, and and you I, know I, I would say probably like eighty percent at least. I watched something on YouTube uh, that I just pulled up when I was just you know I don't listen typically to podcasts, but uh, <laughs> but I will go onto YouTube and listen to some of the the reviews and stuff. And there was one that was called. Um, you know, seven minutes or seven minutes of, I don't think it was seven minutes. It was another time frame of all, all the things wrong with Quiet Place. And I started watching it <laughs> and it was, it was just someone nitpicking every little thing, mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, why are the chips on the, you, you know, and, and a lot of things I'm kind of trying to rack my brain and trying to make up excuses and, and, <laughs> and it's like, well, that was, you know, that, why can't, why are you complaining about that? Because of this, that, and that, but I think overall, this is a movie that, you know, it, it, there's certainly things that you can nitpick at, but it does all the right things right. And that, that's where I think it's right. successful. It, 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 you know, it, it relies on the facial expressions, how it uses sound, it creates tension and evokes emotional oh. response. It's, it, you know, it's so it, so it really is 
after the right things and you could pick it apart and i and i know we were I, doing that pick, a little bit on monday <laughs> you know trying to say well what about this and that yeah you know, but, it was like oh wait hold on let's not could, talk about it we could, the podcast. Well, we, yeah we could talk about we're gonna talk things. about them i got some notes i got some notes <laughs> But like I, I said, there are some things you can pick holes in. You can pick holes, and uh, but you can still have a good movie, and that's and and I bet the uh, you know when you're writing and directing this sort of thing, you see the holes. You're gonna say, oh yeah, that's kind of a hole, and then you you justify. They try and they try you come and up with something, it. and you say, okay, that makes sense. That could happen. Okay, we're just gonna move on because. If it could happen, then that's what happened to these characters. And so yeah. if it's all about the odds of something happened, well, is that fair to really nitpick on something where it could happen, but the odds are, I, are yeah, I, I, well, that's what makes a movie, you know? <laughs> I wouldn't go on the, the odds, but no. And well, and here's the thing is, is there, is there such thing as a perfect movie? Is there any movie out there that's unpickable? Like there, I can't think of anything that even my favorite movies, I can still find holes and pick parts. Yeah, you know? I mean, there's it. Yeah, if you if you, I like movies that you can frame it in something that it wants you to frame it in, and it can be perfect within that framework. But then once you start looking outside that framework, um, yeah. then then yeah, well, you can find <laughs> holes. And but then maybe you're not looking at the movie right. So and and if you're looking for holes, you're not going about looking at the movie the right way. You're 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 out there trying to pick it down. It's like if you want to be offended, you're going to find something to be offended by. I like to base it off first viewing, whereas the first time you see something, you know, maybe third, fourth viewing, you you pick up on something oh, right, about yeah. that, you know, and th and that's the stuff that well, okay, sure, there's going to be flaws if you will, but if the movie, <laughs> if the movie took you, you know, above and beyond your noticing of those things for the first viewing um, and and really took you somewhere, then it did its job, and then it was a successful movie. So. Oh, for sure, and this definitely did that. I, I remember in the first watching, I in and I'm not the big horror movie fan, so uh, I'm usually on a uh, a different level where I'm you know I'm I'm trying not to get scared and you know, <laughs> but I I really enjoyed this. this. This was one of those ones where I was like, man, this is really good, and it it I wouldn't say it had me scared, but it had me. Uh, Tense the entire time. I thought it did a really good job establishing characters and telling the story with kind of its own set of tools. It, you know, it knew what it was sound, and, and you know, you, you it you know it didn't tell the backstory, which you know no. I saw I saw the the preview for Quiet Place Two back when it was first come out. I haven't seen the preview since then, but but and I know they do do some some past. You mm -hmm. you get a sense because John Krasinski is. Uh, Krasansky is in the <laughs> um, uh, so uh, and and we know that you know by the end of this one spoiler uh, he doesn't quite make it through no. to a sequel so the only way to get him into the second movie is to do a is do some flashbacks so maybe and that's we'll find what out more about I mean that's the power of being <laughs> the power of being a director You're like no we need a scene where a flashback so I can get some of that actor pay <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> um I was going to say, um, I don't know. Uh, one of the couple things or a couple things is, I um, I did have, uh, some issues that I was able to kind of work through and, and stuff like that. One of the ones that got me was in this last episode or last time we just watched this, I started to question a couple things and it literally was able to answer myself. Like when they're in that first scene, which originally apparently wasn't going to be part of it. Like it was going to be right. like a flashback. 
and uh, I think they did it really well with the way it, the way it worked out. But yeah, you were talking about the chips on the the um, <laughs> the shelf. Now my my first question was okay. They must have had to known right away that it was sound because if people if shit was going south and people were rams you know ramsacking the store, they would have grabbed chips if they didn't know for sure that it was sound. Right. So that was a little that to me was almost like and and how often is it going to be perfectly, you know, like fronted and stuff like that and stacked up like nobody just kind of ran by and knocked one down. I, that was I I knew what they were trying to say, that people knew that the, the chips were bad and could get you killed. And but I was also kind of to the open medication. Well, that was that was what I was going to say is like the first time I saw him and she was looking at him like, why wouldn't they have just grabbed all of that? in the beginning and then i start oh because the pill bottles will shake mm -hmm. then i started thinking so what you put a little cotton in that bottle with it or pour it into a bag something so it doesn't shake i i, I had a hard time believing my, that all of that would have been still there 89 my, days after i think the 89 days plays a part this was still early on it was also i don't think we know we have a sense of how widespread it was i think we'll find out more of that in, in um i think it's it, too they're talking they're but, talking worldwide they knew well, it was worldwide because it started in mexico yeah but i mean they made newspapers and they're in new york so they're able to you know run the presses and stuff that's going to make lots of noise so i'm assuming it started mm -hmm. someplace you know it started in mexico started that, in there was that and then they, they did. They crashed through the wall, and it was a, it, there was a uh, it was either a report early in the first one or a newspaper, and it said um, meteor strikes uh, Mexico um, with impact of a nuclear or something like that. And that was what it's supposed to be. So they're supposed to be terrestrial, right? Alien in nature. They're in upstate New York, right? So I mean, that's a that's a pretty pretty far way to travel but here's my thing is the sand was already laid out yeah. so they knew what was up so you can't you don't just go oh shit's hitting the fan let's lay some sand down i <laughs> know i know that takes see okay and that's one of my other big holes is like that takes some work they're in upstate new york where, first off where are they getting that nice pristine white sand right from what i understand there's that's not the kind of sand that's on the east coast either they have all that that kind of crunchy shell shit Damn, if i remember correctly deep into <laughs> <laughs> well it was what it was one of the things that bugged me in the very beginning is like i i'm okay with i i, I can let it go a little bit but there's a lot of little things that like the preparation was a little too much for for what it was the sand well, all over the place you know they had the they had the articles that talked about what to do to survive and what if what if you know it hadn't reached them yet you know, they had, but there was enough of an outbreak to where they saw this was coming. And so they started preparing, laying the sandbags, you know, getting getting things set up because they knew they were going to eventually get there. And so there could have been some That's possible. There could have been some prep. It's it just one of those things that you can really poke a hole at because they don't ever cover it. And it's fine. Um, same thing with, with the lights at their and, house. And I'm almost afraid they're going to cover it in quiet place <laughs> too and ruin my my validation <laughs> of, of it. <laughs> that will, okay, so that was my uh, the other one that kind of bugged me. It's like how they prepped everything. They had all those those lights. The two strings of white and red lights ran all throughout their, their property and stuff like that. It's like that's not something you set up unless you you literally the shit happened right before they were going to do a wedding that, that that was the theme for you know and they're talking about silence and you can't make any noise how are you going to construct that without making any noise i don't know 
I don't know. That's, that, that was my other one. That it, maybe you just wrap it around things and string the lines. Well, you had to put you had to put some stakes in, some wood, some posts. There was a lot. I mean, and where did they get that electricity? I don't. I mean, that was another one. Is like okay. So I would have generator is going to make noise. (laughs) At eighty nine days, unless they were fully operated only off of solar, solar. I can't even say it. Solar. Solar. (laughs) I was trying to say solar. I can't even do it. Cellular. Anyways, cellular. <laughs> yeah, that, that from the sun. Anyways, nuclear power. That's what you're talking. about. Nuclear power. That's that's quiet, isn't it? I don't know. Nuclear. Um, I was making a joke on the pronunciation. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, so um, unless it was completely like that, yeah. Like, where's the power coming from? Like, the, there's a lot of little things you poke at. How are they gardening? Was another one, right? They got that whole big old uh, corn silo filled with corn. You can't get that with some quiet gardening, right? You, 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 you got to run the big old machines to get the well, corn. And... Well, maybe they haven't. Maybe are they so that's, actually, that's a... are they growing the corn? Is that actually something? Yeah. Well, okay. remember the kids are running through the cornfield. Yeah. And that's a nice plowed up field, you know. We got to. We got to. I bet there's the science of quiet place uh, YouTube video out there where because I know they did okay. consider a lot of these things, but but no, this this is valid. It's, it's... I mean those those are perfectly rowed corn, <laughs> right? So that takes a, that takes some work, and th- that corn isn't that old. It's maybe three months, four months old. Maybe so. they only pick it when there's like a windstorm or something coming through. Yeah. <laughs> so that was another thing that someone brought up is like why didn't they have more like like I would have just made some natural noisemakers like just everywhere and like just have them going off and going off, you know, anytime you needed them. Yeah. Just making some natural noise, you know, so you could, so you could do So, and this came up more than once and I thought this was funny and, and interesting too. They're like, one of the guys is like, I'd, I'd be dead for sure. Cause I, I would fart at some point and if they, <laughs> and they would find me. And, uh, and I was like, I was like, Oh yeah, that's hilarious. And, you know, there was a couple other... too silent, but deadly. Right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But that's what, you know, it's like, you get my, and then it started making me think, and I was like, oh man, because like, I get some crazy sneezes going every once in a while that like, I have zero control over. Like I, you know, so I was like, man, what happens? If, I mean, if there, if, if all that stuff is going on, it's like, oh, so yeah, there, I mean, there's well, a lot of little things to poke holes at, but it well, doesn't I, detract from the movie. And it also, you know, they're in a situation where this is reality. It's like, it's either everyone's dead or there are survivors. I, I would assume it makes sense that there would be survivors that are doing the best they can to try to, you know, at this point, one year in, there are still some survivors. And so that's, those are the people we're looking at. So I, I think it's, I think if this really happened, uh, it's fair to consider that there would be survivors. And I, that's all I'm, I, I agree. I, it's so, just one of those things is that people, those are the, some of the things that people poked holes at and, I, and some of the things I thought of. Yeah, and, and they did talk, you know, they talked a lot about the, what they were going to, or they, they demonstrated what they were going to do to try to keep the, the newborn under. Right. And that's all great. And that, and that really fits. And I loved that. And that made like, you know, they, they had the plates that were lettuce bowls or leaves. And then, then they, they used the mattress to cover They're, that made sense. One of the things that kind of on second and third, you know, and when, when I was rewatching the, the opening scene kind of bugged me a little bit mm-hmm. is the fact that they were all there, you know, why didn't, why didn't mom or dad or, you know, just one of them come to get this stuff instead they had to bring everyone and and my thinking on that, I kind of validated it by at that point maybe in their 
in, in where they were at is they, they chose that sticking together was the best thing they could do right now. And maybe they reevaluated that uh, later. Um, <laughs> Well, I think, all, yeah, all, you're second guessing yourself when 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 shit's going down. Well, they wanted every. So. I mean, if you if you remember, like when they left, their backpacks were stuffed, right? The two the two parents had full backpacks, and so maybe it was like they wanted to bring as many people as they could, so they could carry as much. And they didn't want to leave the kids at home alone, kind of thing. And the only reason, like when he went to get the fish and hunt later on, right, with the son, uh, he the wife couldn't go because she was you know almost nine months pregnant. Right. She's like, it was like three weeks before her due date. And so she, you know, he left the daughter with her because he didn't want to leave her alone. So maybe, maybe every time they could, they would everybody go. And this was just one of those times that, you know, so yeah, let's talk about that, that the way this started off and watching it again was rough because you knew what was coming. And, um, but I did pay a little bit more attention and the, the flaw I had in this is I understood why the, the dad, um, said no to the toy right because he knew it could cause that that noise and stuff like that but why wouldn't he just take the batteries and give the kid the toy you know because they, they they show that you know the the daughter uh then gives the kid the toy but leaves the batteries up on top of the counter it's like first off every little bit of stuff that you can get that's useful you take batteries could be very useful for flashlights whatever you know, um, so why wouldn't they have, I, it, that's where the, one of the holes it's like, uh, but I mean, you had to have that to show that uh, why it did I, what it did. I, I, w- I can understand why the father would not take the batteries because it was so important for him to teach his, you know, uh, four year old, uh, right. son that it was not okay. And it would have been a mixed message if he took the batteries and pocketed them, then it would be like, well, I don't, I don't get this. So that makes sense. Um, I, I think it was a choice he put the toy down, um, but why he would put it put it down and then walk away and trust that everything was copacetic, you know, after that, that was that was a stretch. You know, they they let their kids <laughs> kind of roam that whole first scene, which created this excellent tension. But but from a you know from a parent, you, you kind of wonder, <laughs> it's like I'm gonna helicopter the crap out of those kids. If, well, if and knowing what happens, around going around, and but, knowing what happens, and yeah, yeah I mean, I, and, okay, <laughs> I get a question from a from a from a directing standpoint, from an editing choice. He picked the boy picks up the batteries, which you know it it it. We're the only ones. The audience is the only one that sees that he he picked up the batteries, and so it creates a certain tension as they're walking because you know eventually there's going to be a noise. <laughs> but there's another option on how to play that: is that you just show the boy staring at the batteries, and you mm. and then you cut to his face, and then it cuts away. And so when they're walking, you're wondering: Did he pick up the batteries? Did he pick up the batteries? And I, I just I'm just throwing that out as a, another way of playing that scene. That I, I mean, yeah, I, I can. I think, s- I think there's. I, that I might I, if I if I were directing it I might have done that just to play that. but but I, I see why they they gave the audience the 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 information because yeah it was just a question of are they actually going to take out this innocent cute adorable child in the first scene? <laughs> um, because they've set it up that way and they, and and it proved that they're gonna I, they're gonna they're going there <laughs> yeah and I think I think it was set up a lot to just yeah really get you to know exactly what happened. Like, you know, yeah, I, 
that it's it, that's a i mean that's that, a good idea the that directing played idea the, that played out in the uh trailer too you actually saw you know the the, the boy standing there as they're running after him and they mm. cut before anything happens and so to see it in the theater and to see the you know it was just they only cut you know two seconds out of the end of that which was you know the the him uh, getting snatched yeah him getting snatched and just devoured well, and they and did it <laughs> They did a great job with that because they didn't linger on it. They didn't have him just jump and get torn apart. They literally just had him snatched and gone. I know. So, um, which oh I, God, I thought that family had to figure out how to how to get back home, considering without, what just happened. You know, without making God, a noise. Right? Yeah, I know. And yeah, <laughs> Dad, well, that, yeah, it, it was rough. And I mean, but that plays a big part in this, um, right? The the whole family is dealing with that grief kind of yeah. differently right the daughter's definitely blaming herself you know and they the, can't the... talk about it i know it's a, they can't well, express it's... themselves beyond sign language which is okay well i mean but you could they could have talked about it and they, but they didn't you know and like the daughter and this this sets up a big a big relationship issue with the father and daughter where she blames herself and she believes he blames her where the dad blames himself and he doesn't realize that he needs to let her know that it, it, he's not blaming her, you know. To me, that all resonated. That 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 felt <laughs> like yeah. I mean, real. That's yeah. that's the sort of stuff you know. You get tragedies that happen that can you know break things, and you know they they slowly can find their way back together, hopefully. And that's kind of what this whole process was trying so to see. This was that. a lot about family. Um, well, I think John Krasinski. Even, John, John Krasinski, yeah. He, he talked about, about it like, it, this is a lot about family. And, and it's funny because I heard some other things that people were saying. It was like, <laughs> what were they saying? It was a, a pro-life, uh, you know, type show because, you know, the, the her getting pregnant, which I had issues with too. I, I mean, I understand it, it. It's there for the movie. Poor choices. Like... Well, why would you bring a child into that? And then I, it's like I, I well. agree with you. I even had a conversation because we talked we talked about this briefly <laughs> on on Monday when we watched it again. But I talked yeah. to my wife about it, just kind of throw out the scenario, and she brought up a point. She says, "You know, we've had things happen. You know, we've had we've had wars. We'd have epidemics. We have you know things that that create an atmosphere where bringing a child into the world is not ideal, and yet." people still do it. It's not something that you yeah. can just stop. So, I mean, there, there's, there's human nature involved. There's, there's, I, I, I can't see, I, I can't see everyone just suddenly thinking, thinking smart and saying, I'm not going to put myself through that. <laughs> you know, a lot of it, um, a lot of people too brought it up that maybe that they were saying it was more of a, like a, um, a conservative Christian family that, you know, doesn't believe for one in birth control or any of that. Um, and just, you know, they'll, they'll keep having kids no matter what the crisis is. And, well, you know, and, but they never address it. They never address it either way, one way or the other. They, you're, you're they right. let you deal with it. However, yeah. it was. so well, I thought about it. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I thought about it. So, you know, and we talked about this. Like, first off, like, how's she getting pregnant? Like, first, they're they're sharing a basement, you know, room with their children, and you know, so you don't you don't have a lot of time. Uh, you can't be making noise. So, right. how, so how are you getting busy? Using a dildo, you put the dildo between your teeth and you bite <laughs> down. Is that? <laughs> no, but that's funny. Um, 
No, but I mean, I, I thought about it. I was like, you know, I've, I've had to have sex in a very quiet, you know, but, it, it, you know, where if you make noise, you might get caught. But it was never like death like could a, be like your sentence. Change. That's right, a changing room or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or, or something like that, you know. <laughs> but if you get caught, you it's not a death sentence. But, um, you know, it's just one of those. And then one of the guys I listened to today was talking about it, and he's like, hey, look. Uh, the the Irish have been uh, having children for years, and they all live in the same. You know, it's like it's they're all in the same room. It doesn't stop them, and they'll have multiple <laughs> kids. And I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. He was talking about like the Catholic Irish and stuff like that. That's and right. I was like, Charlie, uh, the chocolate thought, factory. I mean, he had to be conceived in that. You know, they had four <laughs> probably in the same bed with Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so one of the things I thought about it was like, okay. They may not have been trying to have a child, but it was like, what do you do? You know, because it's not like you're going to run down to the, gar- you know, uh, the corner store to get some condoms or uh, right. there's not really birth control around uh, and there's no doctors. You can't just go, you know, have an abortion if that was the choice you made. So it's kind of like it, it may not even been a choice. It's just like, oh, oh, this happened because. Well, and the emotional know. devastation of losing a child can also, yeah. you know, it's a coping me- mechanism to mm-hmm. to to sex can be just a way of trying to get back get get uh, find that True. emotional connection and so uh, and and the the power behind that need is can you know yeah the consequences you're not, you're not thinking of them I mean con- not consequences look, be damned I mean you you look at that I I can see why people are saying this is a pro life thing because you know people people have sex. They don't think about the consequences, and that this is a perfect example of, of here are some consequences. Yes, your child is going to make a lot of noise and going to devour your entire family because of it. So, but uh, but you're not thinking of the consequences necessarily when you're in the heat of, heat of the moment. So here was another one that, that interests me because it didn't dawn on me at all to even bother to think about any of this, is a lot of people got deep into like trying to figure out uh, – was was uh lee abbott which is which is john karinsky's character what was was he was he like a uh electrical engineer like they were going it's, deep into all this stuff and i was like nah he, he didn't strike me as electrical engineer because for one he, he he seemed more like a relatively smart farmer right he 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 had yeah. he was running his farm he had ideas. He he had some electrical equipment. Doesn't necessarily mean that. I mean, he's trying to put together uh, um, and read about and learn about the ear so he can maybe make the the hearing aids better. But that doesn't necessarily because he's doing that make him electrical engineer. Like uh, I'm not an electrical engineer. I, I was electronics technician. But I mean, I, I can figure out how to do that stuff. I can figure out how to solder and take apart things and try and rebuild things. You don't have to be an engineer to do all that. Um, and so that like other right. speculations like the, just what was his job and when the internet goes down and you're left with books and that's all you get through right. source of of information you're probably going to be able to retain a lot more of that knowledge rather than being bombarded by youtube videos and podcasts you know so well and, and it was one of those like things is is he may have been trying to figure out how to to build a better uh you know earpiece for his daughter for even before all this happened so um, I just thought that was funny that people jumped well, to that conclusion that a he's. Sense, a, yeah, you get a sense she already had cochlear implants because you know right. there was there was already the connection to her, uh, you know, up in her, her brain. I'm not sure how it mm-hmm. connects, uh, but uh, but yeah, I actually that. read a little about that. It, it, it actually has a speaker, not a speaker, like a microphone that it picks up 
um, sound, right, that you would normally hear, and then it transfers it into the brain uh, using, uh, like, waves and stuff like that. Because apparently with those, what it is is if you have a damaged eardrum, right, or something wrong, then it, that's what's causing the hearing loss, that, that it bypasses that and then kind of, like, puts the, the sound waves back into your brain so your brain kind of interprets them as sound. And so I was like, that's kind of cool. And now, apparently that is what the actress, um, Millicent uh, Simmons, who plays uh, uh, Reagan uh, Abbott, uh, that's what her uh, problem was, is she had a damaged um, hearing from a uh, medication overdose when she was born. Oh, wow. Um, so it, I, I loved so. hearing John Krasansky talk about why he, ca- you know, he said casting uh, Reagan as a, as a, real you know using a real mm-hmm. deaf actress to play that role was imperative and he said not only because they they understand the experience but he said they can also be a guide for me because he mm-hmm. needed, he needed to see that i liked that that he was he was you know not just using him for the role but also taking advantage of of what they knew about it to help him direct this movie that was all about sound and the lack of yeah well that that was one of the cool things is yeah the actors all learned uh sign language for this and and one of the cool things i learned yeah yeah, even noah the one who plays marcus he was talking yeah yeah um one of the cool things i learned uh listening to things is people were talking about um apparently with um sign language just like with all other speech uh there's there's kind of like um a slang or a um what's the right word uh like um Oh, like where if you go somewhere else, accent, accent, like they have accents, um, in, in sign language, they have their own, like they'll, they'll slightly change things that are similar. And so they'll have their own way of doing it. And he wanted, it's not just accents, it's different languages. You have different signing languages. My wife learned ASL, you know, she, when I, which is American, she used to, yeah, she used to speak to, when we ran an apartment complex, she had tenants that were deaf and they really gravitated towards her because she could yeah. communicate kind of at a, at, a, at a basic level but but yeah she was really aware of all the different uh types of, of language yeah apparently different each yeah. countries like have their own like australians sign sure. language is different from america which i that shocked me i was like oh i would have thought that was but no i understand it uh yeah two of my daughters uh took it and got really into it and know it pretty good i couldn't sign my way out of a bag um which i think is a, is a downside i was like i started thinking about that i was like god that would be really cool to know i, I wish i would have done that and maybe someday i'll i'll go and try and learn uh, but yeah, they wanted they wanted to get her uh, integrated with the the rest of the the team, and so that they could all kind of learn her accent and the sign and stuff like that. So they were all kind of signing the same, and so it really felt you know genuine and stuff to to maybe a non you know a, a, a sign language reading or I don't know how you'd say that, but person that could read or see that, and and I thought that was really cool. Um, so yeah, they, that was and she was fabulous. Uh, she was. To me, she almost stole the movie. Like it, it, they're, they're they're all so good, really. Even even I mean, uh, Noah Jope who played Marcus, um, not the youngest because Cade was out of it real quick. <laughs> who played Bo? He right. he was out real quick. But uh, the four of them really did such a good job. And really, there's only six people in this entire show. If you if you think about it, there's there's the five of them and then the old guy, 
That's true. Um, I was about to catch I mean, the, the, the wife that was dead, but I guess that could have just been a. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know if they. Did. I mean, she was. I, they don't. They don't list her, so yeah. she didn't get any. She didn't get any credits um, for laying there dead. Um, and this, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, this movie was twenty million dollar production too, which. Uh, and they made a buttload yeah, of money. Yeah, Three hundred forty, I think, worldwide. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's nice to nice to see. Holy crap! Something that's... like and you know this movie comes across as something that could have been made back in the sixties. I mean, it's or you know fifties. There's there's so little. There's it's not it doesn't have a modern requirement yeah. it's just it almost well, looks like an old-fashioned story the cgi for this the monsters is the only thing that really yeah, I, I hear uh, i hear john krasansky did the motion capture for that <laughs> so i i read that uh during the private screenings of like the pre like when they were showing it early i, don't, I can't remember what that's called um they they were worried because audiences were laughing and they're like what the hell they're not supposed to be laughing and what it turned out was is because they hadn't put the CGI in it. It had him being the monster. So they were laughing at him being the, the stand-in for the monster. And That's, um, that's thought, fair to laugh at that. <laughs> yeah, I, I would laugh too. It's like, you know, I don't know if he's like out there with some broom handles or something like, ah, you know, it's kind of funny. But yeah, it, it was interesting. Um, so I, one of the things I want to talk about, it, and it's one of the, the roughest part of this this whole movie for me, um, and it's it's a simple thing. Um, there's two parts that bug me about it. One, that it got left there. And two, it, knowing, seeing it's going to happen is just sucks. And that's that fucking nail in the stairs. <laughs> so we're talking about, um, so Emily Blunt's character, Evelyn Abbott, uh, was like bringing laundry up the stairs and it hooks on a nail, right? And, and it kind of bends it out of shape and puts it straight up. And I have some issues with that. Like a laundry bag's not going to, f- pop the top off of a nail for one, which they kind of said it did. Two, who pounds down a nail on a, on the top of a stairs? That's just that's just bad carpentry. I wonder. What what about this? So I, I agree. <laughs> I agree that that it, it it's a, it's not an, a, a place. Like, for it's a not nail. even a place but, a nail would no, be. Okay. okay, think of this. Uh, you know they had they had squeaky. Well, I don't even know how they'd remove the wood if it was squeaky. But but maybe there was a rotted out piece. And they were able to find a piece that worked, and so they set it down on top of it. And it was from a pile that had nails in it, and um, and that's what they used. I, I I don't know. I don't know. I'm just you got I, some real long arms because that's a hell of a reach. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I I'm not it, try, I agree that there's, yeah. there's kind of a hole in there, but I I this is something again I think. There is a possible answer for it, and to me, that's enough. It's not something that that bugs me. Like, but but I, I just but it, the 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 odds of having a nail there that's going to pull up backwards, kind of upside yeah. down, uh, doesn't really make that much yeah. sense. So I'm it was like not a place you would even put a nail at all. So it was just like a weird thing. But then once it got pulled up, you're like, oh no. No, no, you know, because they're all walking around barefoot. Well, that's just like uh, that's just like the batteries. You see them pick up the batteries. That's just like the <laughs> lanterns that you see that you know is going to fall over and cause a fire. You know, there's the I, I think uh, for from a horror perspective, that's a tool to to set oh up, yeah to set up tension. Oh, what, what do they call there. that? Uh, someone's gun. Pre, pre, uh. Oh, what? What's the the gun saying? Where uh, someone owns gun? If you show it in the beginning, it has to be used later. Uh, I don't know. Like, but... 
oh, there, oh, there's a name for it. I hear people talk about it all the time. It's it's like if you show it, it's gonna get used later, and it's it's some some director or so and so's name. It's kind of like the the Sheshen Gert. What? That's oh, God, what I can't she even. said it. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, it's like if you show it, it's going to come back. And then it was like, oh, well, well, maybe an alien will step on it. But no, she stepped right on it. And having stepped on a nail like that, uh, like watch, re-watching it, knowing she did it, oh, I cringed so bad. Like, oh, I, I yes. hated that. Yeah. I remember what's the movie, You're Next, the horror movie. Did we? I don't think we podcast about that, but uh, that's a great horror movie. Or it's, it's more of a home invasion movie in the in the horror genre, but it's yeah. got this great thing where where the yep. where she sets up uh, sets up a boot. That, that's a really cool one. That's that was like that was like Home Alone with a mean streak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and that was one that you're just thrilled that the that the right, daddy right. stood on the head. Like, like, yeah, he's just he's just freaking out. And, um, what was okay? So. Something that bothered me during this show, and then I found out a really cool thing, and I thought it was really neat after I, I found out all that stuff. But the corn, the corn silo, right? Yeah. First off, I was like, how is it getting filled? They, they ain't got the equipment. They can't be running the equipment. But the whole idea of the quicksand, you know, um, corn, uh, it kind of bugged me a little bit, but I guess it's legit. I mean, I guess you could sink in it. But there's also some issues with it, like, like the uh, the brother being able to pull the sister back out of it. I was surprised uh, at that. I thought that was a stretch. That was that was something that was a little reaching. Um, and why didn't the monster fall down through it? Why didn't it sink down? Like it didn't have any special like big pan feet that would have stopped. Matter of fact, it had some thin like claw like feet. It should have been quicksand and just as fast maybe it had more. A, maybe it had a wider maybe from a physics standpoint it had a wider base and so it made it it's kind of like st laying on a bed of nails versus laying on one nail one child goes down like a but bullet. they show it standing no okay i don't yeah, know I, 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 I was I'll, i'd have to look back <laughs> on it again and and you're right it, there's it, it was probably challenging to film and they i so um, here's here's the cool part i thought is okay. uh, apparently they um the, the crew or maybe even John uh, bought all that corn or ordered and, and, and paid and uh, for all that corn from local farmers. So oh. it was like some crazy, like uh, 250,000 pounds or something, like some crazy amount of corn, but like literally like paid top dollar to these farmers in that local area to, to get all that. And I, cool. I was like, I was like that, that's, that's a kind of cool thing. And the, you know, it, if that's what it was for, I'll I'll give I'll give him some credit. <laughs> give him, I, I won't I won't I won't be so on harsh that. on it. Yeah, and I like I like how you call him John now, so you can avoid saying his last name. Yeah, it's his <laughs> first name basis just to avoid. Oh, so here here's funny too is so and and this wouldn't hurt me because I I haven't watched The Office, but a lot of people that were in the podcasts could not stop calling him Jim, and I thought that was funny. <laughs> Because you know he's the he's the character from Office. I know he's the character from Office, and and but I don't know him as that. So for me, it wasn't a big deal. But yeah, there was there was at least three or four different ones that one guy could not call him anything but Jim. It was it was pretty funny. Well, you know, I I mentioned on Monday when we were watching it that he got he made that movie where he buffed out, and that was the it was a Michael Bay movie a Bing, about Benghazi called Thirteen Benghazi. Hours, called Thirteen yeah. Hours, and uh, he really bulked up for that and got fit you know so you so when you see the transition from the office where he's this kind of scrawny <laughs> you know you know funny but kind of nerdy guy um 
and then to transition into a, a soldier in in 13 hours that just looked you know he, he went from kind of cute to hot you know from a from a <laughs> um that that i had already kind of like i i already went there with my you know lust for his uh for his who he was so so it wasn't for me it wasn't was it from 13 hours or no, well i'm kind of just I'm just kidding, but but uh, well, he's been in other things too. He was in a Steve Martin movie. Uh, it's complicated. He's you know he's done a lot of a lot of other things that that I've spotted him in. So um, you know, the only thing that I really haven't watched him in that I, I really wanted to was um, that John Clancy, Jack Ryan stuff. Oh, I saw the first season. He he yeah. he's, he's great in that role. Not that's what he, people say. I think he's good because he he uh, brings more of an intelligence to it that's more like a bookish intelligence that that is tougher when you get kind of the the alec baldwin harrison ford you, you know the 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 ones that are much more uh um leading man he's more of a of a i'm gonna i'm gonna work at a desk and you're gonna drag me out and then i'm gonna you know own up to that role when i'm faced with it and i think he brings right. that uh, effectively to that role. I think you told me, I think that's exactly how you explained it to me the last time we talked about it. It was okay. like, yeah, you get dragged into from the field, you know, and yeah, I I, th I think he's great. I, I thought, like I said, uh, to me, this was such a cool movie for him. And uh, I mean, I think he's directed two other movies, but I hadn't heard of them. Although one of them was based off, of, it's called Brief Interviews with Hideous Men, based off a <laughs> David Foster Wallace book, which I'm looking over on my shelf here and I've got like a, like a three inch thick, book by his uh called infinite jest he's he's uh they even made a movie about him um uh, uh like a autobiographical movie about him he's a he's an author that uh committed suicide i think uh pretty young age but i've read parts of this book it's it's unbelievably um fascinating but but it's so big that i've just I just have not been able to get through it. Um, so one of these days, when I get back on my reading kicks, I'm going to pick it back up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know he's he's definitely been getting a lot more into, you know, like trying out director and producer and writer and stuff like that. So he's not just an actor. I think he's, he's kind of that well-rounded. Doing a lot of stuff, which is awesome. I think he's great. And so one person, the, the one person that I, I really remember not liking this movie, one of the things they brought up was, and it was really kind of a, a um, shot at him, was like you could tell that it was directed by an actor and not a director. Because there's so many close-ups and, you know, on the face and all this stuff. And I was like, I'm like, but that's how they really got the, the emotion across I and stuff like that. It's it's really sounded like someone just with just some sour grapes against the movie that was just trying to pick holes in it because I was like a good director that's how you would do it. <laughs> yeah, well, that, yeah, director actors are kind of like actors directors. You know, they're ones that can focus on the performance. But it, it worked here. There was something that he did though that I thought uh, was was smart, and he didn't. You know, he he didn't want. You know, they added music. There was music. Right. During this. And some, you know, film school types or people that are more pure would say, well, this is a movie about silence. Why do you bring movie into it? And he didn't want this to be a silence, quote unquote, silence experiment. You know, and I liked that. I thought that was mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting that he made a choice that met, said, I want this to be a movie. I want it to be cinematic. But at the same time, uh, you know, I don't want it to be caught up in this idea of trying to, you know, focus on 
this as a silent experiment. I thought that was just an interesting take and it seemed like a mature take and would step him beyond being someone who was trapped in kind of this actor's world of all about <laughs> this this idea and sticking with it. And, but, but, but you know, embracing the idea that this is a film and you need to bring uh, more layers to it, not just one idea and, and cram it down people's throat. No, and I, I don't think they did that. I think this no. was, I mean, even though it was it was the silence, it was all part of it. It all played out. It really, it came back on itself. Um, the sign language in it really fed into it. And apparently, originally, they hadn't planned on putting the subtitles for the sign language, just having you kind of get the gist from what was going on. And uh, um, I guess they changed that later on, which I, I'm glad they did. I, I To me, it's better to kind of hear, especially, when, I mean, when you get that conversation uh, that the uh, you know um, Lee and and Reagan have where you know he's trying to build her the new uh, um, hearing aid and she's just and she's telling him to stop it and it's just so dramatic and she's doing the sign for stop which I now know the sign for stop which you know basically from this movie I I learned something and so it, it should be on PBS right just just from that um, <laughs> <Our podcast>. so, <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um but yeah like it, it taught me something in a way but it was just so dramatic and i think without having what was being said i think it would have lost something so i, I i'm glad he he the act the the directing stuff in this i think was all done really well there there's a couple things that i would have like i have some issues with like like i said the more of the story than the directing um Speaking of the story, what do you think of the ending? Uh, you know, it, to me, <laughs> they had the possibility of going into like a bigger third act or, you know, uh, but instead they, they, they ended the movie uh, kind of abruptly, almost like a short story would end it where you just let your imagination go. But well, I could they, see that being a I bit of a I loved it. No, no, no. That was perfect. I almost I, I, am glad. It, they stopped it, where they did. It startled me when I saw the, saw the movie in the theater. I thought it could have gone further, but I was very satisfied that, you know, I, I know you said on Monday, you just hear the, the shotgun. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, Chambering uh, around in a shotgun. Oh, <laughs> talk about a perfect sound. It's like, yeah. oh, there is nothing. There is nothing that will make you jump <laughs> if someone fucking chambers around in a shotgun near you. It, it especially if it's towards you. It is just one of those sounds. And I know this for a fact because some of the stuff I did in the Coast Guard. I won't go into it right now, but I have seen that make over thirty people shuffle back. <laughs> it fucking works. It is. It is one of those coolest things. It just makes you feel powerful. Um, I thought it was a great ending because. I don't I don't think it would have made you any feel any better one way or the other having to see what happened cuz we know the other two were coming right we knew there were supposed to be three in the area That's right. they show them coming and the mom and the daughter look at each other and like, yeah, we're about to whoop some ass. But you don't really know. You don't know if that's if it's going to work out or not and and not knowing is almost better like if they did you know, win, right? And, you know, some dramatic fight and, you know, they almost don't and they come out, is it any better? Or do they lose, right? The bomb gets taken out and the daughter has to pick up the shotgun. It, there's there's no win situation in that one, if you ask me. Like, no matter what you did, it, it just wouldn't have been any better than stopping it right there and, and everybody just going, oh, 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 oh shit, and what's going to happen? It was an interesting emotional crescendo. It left you on a high, whereas if they would have fought the 
the, those yeah. the, the beasts and won, then it would have been a very bittersweet ending because you know they lost the father and so which would they which they still did but but where they left you emotionally i think was more satisfying and and, and well we right. don't know for sure if he if he's i mean he might have just been wounded and he's out there you know it we know we don't know uh, truthfully but i mean the, the assumption is and and this was this i would oh, be oh. i would be i know it would take away from it if he didn't but i that would, yeah we're going to find out but i i haven't even fathomed that i don't think they could get away with him being wounded. Well, yeah, I mean, but because of what he did, I mean, and this was this was that that question that every parent has asked themselves: what what is the ultimate sacrifice you would make for your children? And he does it, and he does it in such a way, just like fuck that scream for me. <laughs> he does. So let's let's he he basically saves his children because the creature is on top of the truck tearing apart the truck because the kids are inside it yeah. and he's a little bit away from him he stands up he's already been hit once so he's already wounded yeah and his choice is hold on gotta <laughs> dogs eating a pillow um is that your, so uh, is that your high heel that you're uh, yeah if i if i at your child here well i almost threw a bottle and i'm like no that's got alcohol and i don't want to waste that <laughs> but uh um he's stupid dog anyways uh so he's already hurt and he so he he has to, to to make some noise to get the creatures away from the truck which his kids are in and so the way he it's almost like someone who hasn't spoken or like you can feel this like it's not a scream it's not a schwarzenegger like predator scream you know where he, he does the scream in the jungle you know, it's it's, it's more it's, it's more emotional and guttural. It's just kind of that uh, very uh, uh, yeah. It's so uh, rough. Yeah, but he before that he primal. He, primal. That was the word I was looking for. <laughs> I almost said he texted his daughter, but he signed language to his daughter. <laughs> texted his daughter. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, they had to cut he, that scene. They realized there was some. That would have been hilarious. He whipped his phone out, uh, text her. I've always loved you. <laughs> Heart emoji. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh, but at least she would have had that forever. I mean, <laughs> kind of like that never-ending uh, <laughs> message. That Sign you get. language you can only see once. Text yeah. lasts forever. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yeah, um, but yeah, so uh, apparently the the original line was uh, "I love you," and someone told him that you should change that to "I've always loved you," and apparently it made John cry, like literally. I don't know if it was before filming it or after or during whatever how many takes he had to do, but apparently it got him because I mean he he actually he's a father he has two daughters, and so um, there was a lot of this that really apparently emotionally just got to him with some of the stuff and and so that scene specifically just apparently tore him up so which that makes it it's it's cool it it really is um i I, i'm i'm happy to hear that from a father that you know that stuff gets to him because that's that's what he's expecting from the the audience i mean like i don't know if i could have just screamed I think I would have picked up that axe and at least tried to take a swing. I mean, I'm, I still would have done the same thing. I, I still would have had no problem being, you know, yelling to get their freedom and stuff like that. But I ain't going down without a swinging. That's that's just me. 
you know, I, I would have treated him like that bear and, you know, tried to do a sidekick, maybe get him in a headlock, <laughs> see if I could choke it out. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, it was, that was such a, a good, good scene and, and everything about, it. I mean, that whole last half where everything is, is, is just going ridiculous. It's, it's, it's amazing. If you, if you think about it too, this entire movie is basically over three days. Yeah. Like it seems like oh we see so much but it's really three days. We haven't talked too much about Emily Blunt's performance in that second act or that third act when when you know her water breaks and she's going through stepping on a nail and uh, aliens showing up and delivering a baby <laughs> and all these things causing so much and I thought her performance was unbelievable how how much you know it's almost like being there for for your wife during childbirth and all you can do is look at them and try to imagine what they're going through and, and <laughs> say it's going to be okay. say I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like, a, um, you know, uh, what was it? It's um, Tony Stark does when he's he's uh, punching uh, Hulk in the face <laughs> and he, he knocks his tooth out. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, wonder, uh, I wonder what that was like for John Krasinski to direct his wife uh, oh. for childbirth, it's like okay, you're giving birth, you're giving birth, and and what he well, would, I mean, she, you know, he's trying to give her direction, and she, I could just she's already her, done it twice, saying, saying "fuck you," I've done this before, you have no idea, you know, it's something like that. Well, he does though, because he's been with her. They, they have two children. I know. So they've I know. Been, just, they've been I, to it together. <laughs> so the 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 idea is, or not the idea, but what's been put out there is apparently um, that scene from the bathtub where she she gives birth was a, a one shot and done. Like yeah. nailed it, walked away, you know, dropped the mic oh kind of God. thing. And so uh, well, it was know, either it was either that it was perfect or she said, look, uh, that's too emotional. I'm not doing that shit again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Single takes you to the, the, the flame out with a, the, when they were playing Monopoly and the and. Uh, they, you can go. Oh, on, the... You can go on YouTube, and and there's a John Krasinski goes through that whole scene where he says he talks about how that was all done live. They did two cameras. They actually used real fire. That was really the actor Noah uh, Jupe or however you yep, yep. his last name. Um, and um, and they the first name's right for sure. <laughs> and they, at first it was just going to be knocking something over, but there was the idea of using fire just to kind of add a little a uh, little bit more to the scene and really required him to go up but he said that was you know that was their stunt budget that was their their, their big stunt that they got to do i thought <laughs> kind of funny because this wasn't a really heavy heavy stunt movie it was all uh but, but it but really it added to the the tension because you're like why is that so much and then you kind of you you feel more of it later why it's so why the tension is so high in that yeah, yeah. um yeah it, it, and it's the I, I always liked how when when they, the kids did something or someone did something to make a noise, just the way that he would look at them, the way he would <laughs> give that look, dad look. Well, it was, no, but it was like, this isn't punitive. This is, this is, I care so much about you. And I, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to help. And we just have to get through this because this is an impossible situation. I, well, that's I, what we've all tried to do with our children when we're dads, but not all of us can pull that off. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I was not one that could probably pull that one off. It my mine went more into like what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I already figured out I wouldn't I wouldn't make it. 
I, I would have not been able to keep quiet that long <laughs> for, you know, but, and, but oh, it's also got to be torture. Yeah. This idea of not being able to make noise. <clears throat> I mean, I, to me, that's yeah. that there's, that's like a nightmare scenario. I mean, well, and, and they talk about this, the, this is the, the mother was trying to create some normalcy with that, with that bunker. That oh, with teaching and, 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 you know, just to do everything to make it seem like this is, this is, this is luxury. And, and yet they're, still, <laughs> they're living, they're living in a nightmare and they're trying to do everything they can to create this atmosphere of, of this is home. This is, this is life and we can do yeah. this. And uh, yeah, no, they, they, it was, it was such a good movie. Um, I couldn't rec I mean, so I, I had contemplated just, uh, renting this again, um, to see it. Cause I don't, I don't remember, but I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to buy this one. And I bought it. Uh, and I'll watch it again. I'll, I'll definitely watch it again. And I know some people were saying it doesn't have the rewatchability because there's not a lot to, to pick out, but it was such a good movie and such a good emotional movie. And this was a scary movie that I kind of like, cause it's kind it kind of reminds me of a roller coaster where you're tense the whole time you're going because shit is just going crazy but it's not so crazy that you're like okay get me off this get me off this i'm done i'm done and at the end you get a breathe and you're like oh like okay that was fun i want to do that again <laughs> it's ironic that some you know you think of quiet you associate quiet with peace peace and quiet and, <laughs> and so ironically it's just the opposite it's like right the quiet is what can drive you insane you know Yes, for sure. I, I believe that a hundred percent. Yeah, no, it it was good. I don't I don't have. I mean, other than the holes, I think I've talked about most of the ones I had. Um, like how are they? How are they farming? Um, see, what was uh? Yeah, where was where was the electrical coming from? Because the the power plants couldn't run, right? You know, apparently, this that was the other thing is like, how did those raccoons make it so long? <laughs> Those fucking things were fat, because you know that they, they don't know that sound's gonna kill him. And that thing squished him like a bug, like yeah. it literally like squished him, squished him like a bug. Which I thought I thought was a little weird too, because it's like, how how are you gonna make it just well maybe bulb, it should have flattened, not just the, bulbed up. Maybe when the aliens showed up or whatever these these creatures were, um, they uh, were feasting on off of humans because that was the gourmet food, and they didn't bother with mm. all the all the rodents. And now that most of the humans are are, you know, so that's the other thing. On, they they're, they're they never the show them, of the, of the they of never the show them eating. They never show them eating the body. I mean, that old lady was dead, and she was just laying there. Well, like you, she wasn't eating. Yeah, I wonder. Did yeah, she was she was bloody too, wasn't she? She just well, it looked like she got gored in the stomach. It, she wasn't even that bloody. It was kind of weird. So that was one of the things is like they, they never really sh they never show really them. said how she died. Did she? Did she? Was it? Uh, yeah, they I don't, don't explain a lot of shit. Yeah, but but they, this whole movie leaves a lot up to up to you, and I and just right. like you say, where they don't show the 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 creatures eating eating them. Yeah, I mean that turns it into a different type of movie. This was more about creating tension and letting your mind kind of <laughs> take, take it where you chose to and there's, go. And there's and, some and so people out there that just have kind of fill that in. Yeah. Put some crazy like they they have these ideas of what all these um that, uh monsters were and you know all this deep knowledge of them and, and i'm like you don't know that 
You're making shit up. But like, that's part of the fun. <laughs> and and it's almost the danger of going with a sequel yeah. because, you know, they, they've got this new movie coming out this weekend. Yeah. If, if we hadn't mentioned it, you know, that's... <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, you know, it's probably going to fill in some of these holes. Um, yes, I, I, hope, I hope so. I hope it doesn't too much. I hope it stays away from, from trying to answer questions and instead kind of tells a new story. Uh, because sometimes, because I think that's where this movie succeeds so well, is that it leaves a lot up to our imagination true, to, true. to fill things in. And and so if they're doing a sequel just to try to answer those questions or try to try to defend their choices and you know explain why why there's <laughs> you know these things that that well, that's for all the pe- people picking holes. You know that's not worth it. That's yeah, not, that's not. A good well, and that's not that's not being that's not being true to to director's vision either. That's just that's answering fans to to try and appease them. And yeah, you don't need to that's, do that shit. Yeah, but I, I just thought it was nine, funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. There literally was one podcast that I'm not even going to mention the name, um, but they put so much like what they were talking about. Like they they had everything like and it wasn't like this is what i speculate they were acting like they knew and they got it straight from the writers and all that and i was like that don't even sound right you know and it was just one of those like shut up man i actually i don't even think i listened to the the whole thing it was another one of those ones that fills their podcast with like random uh, advertisements every 15 minutes and just like ugh anyways but yeah they they left a lot open for for speculation and and that's okay i don't mind that um because it gives people something extra to think about. Uh, but what they didn't do was they didn't leave any speculation of what the family dynamic was and how everything was going. I mean, we get we get the whole nail scene, which just <laughs> right, which then she drops a pitcher, which then you know sets the whole motion of off of her making noise, and then and now she's the monsters coming in the house. Right. And then we get the whole thing where she she set a timer. So it goes off on the other side so she can get out of the room and up into the bathtub. And it shows it coming up the stairs behind her. They light off the fireworks in time and it goes out. And right when the fire, you, she just lets out that fucking scream. And you're like, oh, my God. And that's, you know, she has the baby. There's some timing issues with this this movie, too. Like like how quickly she had a baby. Um there, how quickly it goes from night to day. There's some things that just don't make sense. Um, that well, I, you know, I think you could have a baby quickly. I think there are probably some parents out there that would choose to to argue that point with you. But I, you know, not not me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, my our, our two kids took took a little time and. So. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's like minutes. Yeah. It's kind of like, like literally like, oh, minutes and then he's in the house and then she's in the shower, which they, they gave the, I thought it was kind of a nod to horror movies. You know, he thinks she's dead and all of a sudden the bloody hand hits the window of the, the shower, uh-huh. which is like straight from a horror movie, you know, old proper and stuff. And I That's was like, like Psycho where she grabs the curtain and pulls it. Yeah. In, you know, yeah. So I was kind of like, I'm like, is that a homage to that? Or is that just kind of, it, it worked. It, it definitely worked. And. I mean the whole thing, and and some people picked on the the idea of like um, giving the audience the the clue of what was gonna be the the downfall of the aliens, you know, with the the sound uh, feedback from the from the um, earpiece, the um, hearing aid kind of thing, without giving it to the to the actors or the characters. And I was like, no, nah, I, th- I think it worked out really well because every time they showed it the actor would or the the character never would have known because she can't hear 
she doesn't see what's going on because it's always kind of behind her. And I thought it was, I thought it worked out really well. Well, and that uh, just continues on the same idea of you know he picked up the batteries, but but no one else knows, and so all you can do as an audience member is yell at the screen. <laughs> He's got the batteries. He's gonna make a noise. And the same thing with that. It's like it's the cochlear implant. It's the you know that's what you know. Yeah. If it just makes that noise, come on, come on, and that's. That's what creates that tension is when the audience knows yeah. more than the people on the screen and all you can do is just <laughs> sh- shout at a screen and, and nothing's going to happen. Although you can't right. shout at the screen because you're in a movie theater surrounded by right. <laughs> and you don't want to make any noise. <laughs> so the other the other real creepy part about this one that just got me was, and, th- and I also have a, a big issue with this. Like, So she falls asleep after the baby's born. They put it in the, the padded box with the oxygen, which is, that was fucking brilliant. You know, that, that was a cool, like it shows that they, they thought ahead. And then he goes off to do something. I can't remember what he was doing. But as he's leaving, he walks by a faucet that's pouring out water. Right. In a silent freaking area, nothing else going on, no other sound being made. He's not going to hear that water pouring out. Yeah, like yeah, that's true. I I hear when there's a like the toilets running from across the room. I'm like, well, fucking kids left that, you know. Especially if you're so tuned into the silence that right, uh, you know, if anything, he's probably got an adrenaline rush going right now, and that might maybe be something one one thing that could mask his. But he walks his, right his by it. But but yeah, that that was that was kind of far fetched and yeah. Uh, um, Not only that, but then it fills up. I mean, how long was that shit running? Like, how was he gone for like four hours? Because that shit was <laughs> like it was three, four, four feet deep in the in the basement. But which le- leads to one of the creepiest parts of the whole movie. This this one made oh, me kind of cringe a little I know exactly bit. Exactly where you're going. <laughs> and and I do have another issue. Is like, why did the top of the baby box come off? It's just floating. It, it, there's nothing to lift that box up, top off, but all of a sudden the baby's floating, you know, Moses style out in the middle of the water, baby just out there to be seen. But then the alien thing is right behind it. And then it does the creepy thing and it just drops up down into the uh, water and just disappears. And you're like, motherfucker, it can swim. <laughs> like, oh. Oh, that was and creepy. Especially because Emily Blunt... Uh, it has is, to walk em- through that Emily water. Emily is in the water already. She's already kind of there. It's like yeah. uh, she can't... That that uh, one got me creeped out because it brought back memories of just Jaws and aliens and... Coast Guard, all man. The... You're in the... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't like Jaws, but I'll go I'll go into the Coast Guard. Yeah, let me get out of that. <laughs> uh, and I fought a shark. I know I've told you about it, but I haven't told everybody else. But well, I've been face to face with one. Um, yeah, no, that one that was creepy as hell. That was that was crazy. Um, I didn't see it anywhere, but someone one of these. I think I think it was that one that just was going off on like they knew everything. They went on a tangent about the aliens were called. Uh, fallen angels and all and they were getting some deep like biblical shit and all, i was just like man you guys are reaching I, it, it was some crazy stuff and and i, I was like what so I'm, I'm sure it's out there some people put some really big stories into what all this stuff means but i think it was just an incredible show um i think they did a great job with something that's not done a lot in really um lack of sound to yeah. make more dramatic. I mean, we we all saw the the what was it? Was it episode eight? What the start the Star Wars one where the ship blows up and then it goes and then the sound completely leaves. 
and it, it, it was such oh, one right. of those i remember i remember when it happened it was like <gasps> and there was no sound and you're like oh <laughs> that was cool you, you know mean, and when, so they, when the when the light when the yeah it jumps to light speed and yeah blasts through the other star destroyer or something like that and it just but it goes to complete silence and it was like oh they they did that twice because they also did that in episode two attack of the clones when uh i think this is when Django fett oh launches <laughs> those, those charges those those yeah, charges um, or something and they go they go Boom, boom. And, then, and then you just hear like the silence collapsing on itself and then yeah <laughs> he did he, he used one in uh mandalorian too right right yeah um, some a little bit of fan service <laughs> that's right so there was a movie that came out uh right after this uh in fact i think it was on netflix called bird box um with oh right right yeah Sandra Bullock. and uh yeah and it was it almost played out the same kind of idea of of, of a I guess in a sense, well, a sense being something that you had to avoid. <laughs> I see um, what you did there. <laughs> I caught myself doing it. It wasn't, it wasn't an intentional pun, but I, but I caught it in play. Um, I, I started you... watching. I started watching this movie. I think it was on Netflix. It might still be on Netflix, um, and couldn't get through it. <laughs> but I never watched it. Right off the bat, it felt like it felt like a redo of this. But I have a feeling oh, okay. it was kind of like it was kind of like. Um, What's the what's the uh, um, Bruce Willis uh, meteor movie? Uh, Armageddon. Armageddon came out at the same time. Another meteor. Oh right, movie right, yeah. Came out. Uh, Deep Impact. Deep Impact. Oh, perfect. Thank you for pulling those titles out of your yeah. Exactly. Out of your, out of your mouth, out of your IMD <laughs> Nova. Um, and um, and uh, but I, I'm curious if it was a coincidence or if one was kind of inspired. Uh, by the other, I think Sometimes they're they're too close, that, yeah, too, too close together to be inspired. But I, I it's, agree, it's genres. But sometimes, yeah, it's funny. sometimes you see the the Netflix movies come out at the like, well, at least they used to do this a, a little while ago, where there'd be a big movie and then and then Netflix would release their take on it, which would be just some some totally low budget movie that convinces people that oh, this must be that movie. Uh, I don't think Sandra Bullock would get caught up in a movie like that. I, <laughs> Yeah, no, I didn't watch it, but I, I remember them, and it was it. I don't, I don't even know what the premise is, but I'm looking at it, and it's like they're going places, but they have to blindfold themselves. So I'm kind of like, so if you don't see them, then they can't hurt you. How the fuck's that work? Right. But right. I, I, I just, I didn't watch it. It was before we were doing the podcast where I start watching a lot of shit, more shit that's popular, and everybody's like, oh my god, you gotta see it. Um, now I do that <laughs> a little bit more. Um, so, uh, no, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know why I didn't watch it, but I never did. Um, I don't know, maybe I was watching cartoons or something because I was into that for a while. <laughs> I still That's... love cartoons. I, I do. I'm watching um, Invincible right now, which is on Amazon. Is that the one that you had on when I came over on Monday? I uh, think so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, uh, it's an eight episode and. It'll be kind of like superhero show that kind of reminds me of the boys if they were animated That's and right, not that. as um, well. It's more the 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 gra not the graphics. It's, it's very violent and bloody um, and graphic violence rather than the kind of um, the, the debauchery and and that the boys is. You know, there's not the there's not the sexual side that that the boys have, but there's definitely the violence. It is chock full of fucking animated violence like whoo <laughs> like it, it's not your super friends cartoon at all <laughs> you know 
Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty good so far. I'm enjoying it. Um, if you like that kind of stuff, it could be good. Uh, I don't know what else to say about this. I mean, um, anything I think, you want you're you're hoping for in the in the next one that we're gonna. Oh, have you well, have you seen a trailer? I've seen parts of it, but I don't, I don't think I've seen it all the way through enough to know anything. Like I don't even think the trailer has enough to know anything other than there's some new people in it. Um, there's a guy I, I I don't even I can't even think of um, his name off the hand, but I've seen him and he's in Marvel. Um, it's oh geez, how do you say that? Jamon Houston. Okay. He uh, he was he was another Marvel character. He was um, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, he was one of um, the uh, the bad guys in. Um, he he's the one that meets up with uh, Star Lord when he when he's trying to get the orb in the very beginning of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, it just he's he's got this distinct look, and I know he's in it because like they show him really quick, and I'm like, oh, that's that guy from Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> And so uh, that's about all I know. Um, that and they uh, they shut some kids in a Harry Potter closet at one point um, and tell them to be quiet. That's about all I got from the trailer. So <laughs> I personally am um, with with what I've seen in the trailer. It, it looks like they like they figure out okay we can't just stay on this farm. You know we can't live here. Uh, maybe it's because they got alien guts all over their their living quarters. So they decide that that's not a good place to stay anymore. Um, so the they fireworks they... light up the corn, and and there's no more food. True. Which you know, and it's funny. I was I, I was gonna ask about that at one point during the. I was like, oh, where do they get all the food? And so they go down and they show all the like jarred up, uh, bought you know vegetables and fruit and stuff like. Oh, I'm like, okay, they they got some food. <laughs> um, but uh, so I figure they they have to travel. Um, it's it's not too long after because the baby's still a baby. And uh, th they find some other survivors, and and it's you know maybe maybe they have some information for them like hey this is how we can kill them, and so it looks like it's more of a city type or a small town type atmosphere because there's people in the streets and running and you know so I, it looks like they're it <laughs> bad analogy or not analogy but it looks like they're kind of walking dead in it yeah where they're where they're gonna meet up with some other people. Well, that's a challenge. Don't agree. You, you don't want to to kind of follow in the footsteps of something that's happened before. So uh, I hope I hope they kind of find a new path. But although Walking Dead, I, season two or you know season two or season three, couldn't get through the first season. Okay, well couldn't. season season one was was pretty good, but it was kind of typical. But they did a season. I think it was two or three, and I think that's as far as I I might have watched one. <laughs> on that. But. Which which took place on kind of a commune of, of sorts, yeah. And it was more psychological, kind of like uh, what was that M Night Shyamalan movie we were talking about with uh, Village? The Village, yeah. It, it kind of had that feel where where uh, it was more about the interaction of the characters and stuff like that. Yeah. So they've done some interesting stuff. It hasn't been all Walking Dead machismo. Get your baseball. Yeah, this this one looks like it, it's more they're trying to figure out a way to survive and get some information that maybe that you know maybe there's some outposts of of the military that can you know if they know that hey this sound can kill them, which to me I was kind of like you think the military would start to figure some of this shit out, like like I I can't see them just wiping through them unless there's there's hundreds and thousands of them, but you know a shotgun takes off its head. A, the military's got some weapons that'll do some damage that, you know, and 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I did like the idea that uh, when they they showed the the head open up, that they showed like their head is pretty much just a big ass ear. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a kind of a cool aspect of it, but um, yeah, it's I, I I don't know what to expect other than the fact that I think we know that they have to travel, um, and I'm hoping it's like they figure out, hey. We know what hurts these things. We can't stay here, which I don't know if they would have if they would have killed those two, then there wouldn't have been any more local. They could have stuck for, stuck around for a while, probably lived, you know, probably could have been thrown a party for a little bit. But then it can't be a buddy <laughs> movie. They got to go on the road, they got to find some friends and turn it into a buddy movie, you know. Right. Well, that's yeah, I'm I'm kind of interested cuz um they look like they have another main male lead in this. And I'm wondering, I'm like, oh, I'm like, what's that going to be about? Is that, are they going to try and make it like, I'm like, dude, he hasn't even been dead that long. Back up, you know? <laughs> I, oh, you mean oh, romance, romantically. That's just, yeah, <laughs> it, I, who knows? I, I hope that's, I don't think they'll go down that road. I, I don't think, you know, she, yeah. she's a strong woman. She don't, she don't need no man. She's the one that killed the damn beast. So, uh, I think uh, the, the one thing I hope is that, is that they just don't spend, you know, too much time trying to answer answer questions that you know to the people who are trying to poke holes in the story. To me, to me, a lot of this this is built off our own imagination, and uh, and I hope they keep a lot of it that way, kind of this unknown um, that, and they build on more of a story than than answering questions. So that's what yeah. I'm hoping. But I, I know that likely. <laughs> you know, so do, do you want this one to? Do you want this to end in a like okay, humanity's now making a comeback, and you figure after the second one that that maybe they can start taking back, or do you want it to be like oh you just survived round two, it's Jumanji number three next? Uh, no, so I don't want it to be a cliffhanger ending. I don't want this to like uh, lead into to to episode or you know part three or whatever. Like <laughs> part that. three. I wanted to have a resolution, but not that they're rebuilding humanity, but I, I, I still think the family theme is really important. Uh, okay. So somehow it has it has to um, bring it back to the family to to, to bring because that, that seemed to be key in in John Krasansky's uh, what he wanted to bring the first one. And I think that's important that if that's where he got oh, all man. everything out of the first one he sticks with that in the second one, takes it a different oh, direction, but still, what? I just thought about it. Yeah. So the daughter blamed herself for the the brother being killed. Now she's gonna blame herself for the father now being dead too. Oh, she's gonna be a wreck. Yeah. Dude, that's rough. I just I just started thinking about like, man, what could they do? Yeah, no, I I, I do. I I mean. I can see this being the next Fast and Furious, though. Like, I'm ready for a Quiet Place 9, <laughs> Quiet Place 10, <laughs> The Quieter Place, right? <laughs> too, too quiet. Silent but deadly, right? <laughs> uh, that would be awesome. Quiet Place 3, Silent but Deadly. <laughs> That's when the daughter just goes all ninja on him and just, like, just starts taking him out left and right. No, that <laughs> That'd be good what, stuff. No, one thing, I'm one looking... thing we noticed about the first one when we were watching it is that at the end there was no, there was no comedy at all. There was no, I don't think there was anything nothing. that made you kind of. There's no laugh at all. Yeah. Nothing. 
It did. I mean, it, well, didn't, it didn't seem devoid of joy. They certainly expressed expressed a, a very a warmth. They do it. take some joy out of it. I mean, they're making a kid learn math when he's in a fucking right. you know right. the most quarantine thing ever, and he's still having to do homeschool. <laughs> I mean, they they try and suck all the joy out of you that they can. <laughs> no, yeah, no. There there is there is nef- It's definitely not like um, we're gonna add some comedy into here for for relief of whatever. But no, it, it's like i said i was tense the entire time like it could almost be a workout like if, if i could concentrate all the tenseness into my my abs i could probably get a six-pack if i watch this like once a week <laughs> so alien the first alien was more of a horror movie one single alien on a spaceship aliens the sequel the john uh oh yeah i think we're gonna see definitely more uh became more of an action centric thing and and speaking of which it even has the, the scene where the little girl is in the water and the alien comes up behind her. So Right? Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, kind of like this. Um, cool. So, cool. <laughs> so we might see a genre shift with this one being more action, but the third one, that's when we get the comedy, right? I think we're going to see a little bit more action in this one. Um, it was a joke. That was a <laughs> a little more comedy <laughs> I don't think we're going to get any comedy no, no. at all. <laughs> I, I think I think his, his whole goal was to make this very like it was before where it's very tense the entire time it'll be interesting because it looks like it has a lot more moving parts like a lot more people which are going to have more speaking parts i think because uh, not everybody's going to know sign language and you can't really I don't, so it's going to it's going to have a little bit different more feel i don't think it'll be as the the silence um so i i agree with you i think it will be more action based uh what it ends up i don't know um i hopefully i'm hoping that it god that was a horrible segment i'm hopefully i'm hoping that it doesn't fall to the the sequel you know normal normal like just you know it doesn't bomb like i hope it's a good story i hope they didn't just, oh that we made a shit ton of money let's make another one yeah i hope that's not what they did i hope they they really put some effort in to say okay let's have a good story or let's not do this yeah they were also probably under a little bit of pressure because child actors just all they do is they grow older and they, and they <laughs> you know, I mean, it's tough. It's you, you, when you do a, when you do a movie with, with child actors and you come back for a sequel, you don't, audiences don't like to see them grow up too quickly. And so, especially you're if, not you're wrong. Saying, if you're saying the script took place, right. You know, the baby's still a baby. You, you can't wait too long to spend time on refining and re-refining the script and getting it just right. Yeah. You got to get out there and bust that movie out. So, uh, some people, uh, we're, we're getting long here, but, um, what did you think about the monster itself? Did you think that they did a good job? Um, a lot of people were, were um, make it, are, are talking about how it looked a lot like the Stranger Things, the Demi Gorgon, and oh, you know, uh, you know, uh, I liked one of the things a criticism someone had was that uh, why didn't you know when like when Emily Blunt, uh, Evelyn's character is going up the stairs and she spots it, how come it doesn't? How, how come it didn't know where she, where she was if they've got such a good <laughs> hearing? But I thought they demonstrated that well when they showed how the the alien was. It able has to, to open his head. Open his head to focus its hearing to really pick up so much, but that yeah. creates a vulnerability, uh, you know, by by opening up its head. So so I liked that. Uh, you know, that's always uh, that's always good to kind of understand that in order to get the most bang for your buck, you got to expose your 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 most vulnerable parts. <laughs> Um, it's like a blinding sacrifice. <laughs> exactly. Uh, nice. Um, so I like that. I, I, I mean, you you can't go 
alien um, coming up with different aliens. Well, yeah. So uh, one of that that people the the people that were talking like they knew everything about them. They were saying that oh they have echolocation or all this, and I was like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they just hear shit and guess that that's where it's coming from. One of the things that they brought or someone brought up was like, maybe the sound actually hurts them. And that's why they, they destroy whatever's making it, you know? So I was like, okay, I'll buy that. Cause we really don't know why they're so hell bent on killing anything that makes noise. Why aren't, why aren't they attacking all the birds? Maybe is it cause they can't get up to them? You know, why aren't they out, you know, beating up the stream? Cause it's making noise, you know, <laughs> like, you know, there, there's there's some holes in that theory, but but maybe maybe we'll get an answer. <laughs> maybe, maybe the not. leader will come down. Maybe we won't get an answer, and we'll just have to keep coming up with our own theories. I don't, <laughs> I don't mind that. I don't mind that. And by by quiet nine, we'll we'll get it. The, the, <laughs> the leader will land, and and he'll know sign language, and he'll talk to the daughter, and be like, oh, we we were just trying to find some friends. <laughs> it was all a big mistake. <laughs> All right. I think we beat this one up enough. Uh, we're going to be quiet about it now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> but we'll be back um, on uh, Sunday. We're going to do a, do a, I think we're probably going to try to do the pre, pre-pod. The, yeah, yeah. Well, the I'm going to, I, I think we're going to do this like we did Invisible Man. We're actually going to do it in the theater with everybody else around. We're going to do a little quick, quick gist on it. Um, talk about what we expect. I mean, we've already talked a little bit, but we'll get Chris and, and, and Alicia's uh, take on it. Uh, we'll probably talk a bit a little bit right after, and then we're going to hit uh, one of the local pubs and drink some beers and talk about it in depth. That's true. Um, so we won't have a drink pairing. The drink pairing is going to be whatever we find. I actually the... have a drink pairing for us okay. that I will be bringing with us. Well, I was I'll, able to. I'll leave that to you. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I was able to find something. I was like, oh, and I was going to use it tonight. And I'm like, no, this is perfect. Uh, uh, I will bring this on um, Sunday. Nice. So, yeah, no, I'm pretty stoked about it. I, I One of the first ones I was like, oh, I just happened to run across one. I'm like, that works. Awesome. <laughs> Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, join us again uh, for episode 80 where we're going to cover The Quiet Place 2. Um, this is where we're going to finally get back to what we originally planned and getting back into uh, the theaters and doing some pre and post and, and uh, talking about what's out uh, at the time, um, which is one of the things I've been I've been hoping to get back to. And now that now that things are opening up, we can get to it. Yep. Also, this was this was a plan from over a year ago when we did <laughs> Invisible Woman. Uh, we actually had this exact plan in in place. So awesome! Um, anything else to share, Steve? Nope, I think we're good until Sunday. All right, cool. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, if you can get on uh, your podcast uh, app of choice and uh, rate, review, and subscribe, uh, email us at the dot hwsi.podcast at gmail.com and let us know what you think or join us on our Facebook at the HWSI or no, I think it's the How We Sees It podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have a we have a group and a, a web page. So uh, if you can find us there uh, and we also have the HWSI podcast uh, on Instagram. Nice. So yeah, I, I, I've been posting up our drinks of the last couple episodes and, and been getting a lot of hits from those. Uh, I which love, is I, cool. think that, I think that's the best, I'm, that's that's my favorite part of the podcast is coming up with drinks. So. <laughs> <laughs> Something to drink to, I, yeah. I agree with you. Uh, which is funny, I get a lot of, I get a lot more um, likes and, and odd, like odd follows from 
the drinks more than I do the, the podcast wing, which is kind of cool. Um, so yeah. And I, I usually follow other podcasts back just so I can say, Hey, yeah, you know, Hey, I'll check you guys out. Check us out. Let us know. So nice, nice. hopefully it helps. Um, yeah. All right. With that, and we'll say good night. Good night.